Welcome to the Wanted podcast. My name is Blaine Dawes. I'm the co-founder at Wanted and each week I will be interviewing technology leaders to find out exactly what is going on in today's marketplace. So finally the podcast is in action. Um, today I'm joined by Darren Schakowsky who is the sales director at 1823 Group. Prior to that, he was a director at Exponential E and also he had a long career with Virgin Media Business. So Darren, it's really good to be joined by yourself. And like I say, this is the first podcast. So welcome on board. Uh, thanks very much, Blaine. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, pleasantly honoured to be your first guest and uh, I hope we do it justice and I'm sure uh, you'll have many, many, many guests joining you after this one. But uh, no, thanks for having me. No, no, it's, it's a pleasure. So obviously, you know, we've been speaking for many, many years now. So it's, it's great to actually have you on board on the podcast. So it's really yeah, I was, good. I, I was trying to think uh, this morning. I think we've probably known each other about 10 years, possibly a bit more now. So we've, uh, yeah. um, you know been following each other's progress as 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 the years progress so yeah and no, obviously i'm delighted to uh to to support you uh in what you're doing at wanted it's uh great to see you doing something really refreshing and different so uh happy to be a part of it yeah no no i appreciate that so darren do you want to tell us a little bit about your background um a little bit about 1823 group and you know, just kind of uh, how you got into the sector and sort of where it's going. As we know, tech is booming at the moment. So I'm sure everyone wants to hear about your background and sort of what you do. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, well, yeah, so I I'll keep it brief, but uh, a whistle top. So I did a business degree back at the University of Brighton. And uh, I actually, my first role was a placement role at Apple. So, uh, you know, must be 20 years ago now. So, uh they weren't doing quite as well then uh, as they are today. So uh, I, I had a good uh, a good start in my career working at Apple, and uh, I was lucky enough to get a job uh, following uh, graduation. And I worked in their sales division for a couple of years, uh, working with their big UK distributors. So uh, um, you know, if I if I'd have known today what I'd known then, you know, I possibly still would have been there, but. Uh, it, it was still a, a great uh, experience sort of entering into such a brand, um, you know, in, in that time. Um, but uh, I took the decisions of after a couple of years to join AT&T, and that was when I first entered the telecoms market, uh, working for their UK uh, wholesale division, uh, which was obviously, you know, again, another fantastic US brand. Uh, you know, learned a lot um, in, in a short space of time. Um, that that then went on to sort of Virgin Media in its cable uh, days, was known as NTL, NTL Telewest. So I spent several years there um, working in a variety of roles, uh, mainly in wholesale in the early days across systems integrators, mobile, uh, resellers, uh, and then in recent years, working, uh, leading their enterprise division in the south of England. And then I then went to work for Exponential E for about three and a half years, running their enterprise division as well. So uh, 
quite a varied career. And now at 1823, you are a, uh, uh, a small but perfectly formed uh, communications provider, providing the three main mobile networks, network connectivity and, uh, and, and um, unified communications to smaller medium enterprises. So uh, a bit of a varied career from, from now smaller business, but working in some of the very largest organisations. So uh, quite a varied background. Yeah, yeah, and and a really interesting background because obviously you talk about AT and T, and um, we all know sort of the the world. A few years ago, people were actually trying to move out of the telecom sector to to maybe do something a little bit more sexy like cloud or AI, and uh, the sort of trend seems to be now is people are moving back into the telco sector through COVID because of obviously the boom of connectivity people working from home stuff like that it seems like um you know the the telecoms businesses and even if you look at bt from a share price point of view it's just it seems to be sort of doubling um it seems to be getting really good so it's interesting how tech is consistently evolving but it's always relied upon the network which obviously you've been involved in and the managed services part so it's a great career clearly that you've had yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it, uh, I mean, it's great to sort of see uh, the changes in it over the years. But I mean, you know, and obviously, uh, you know, I, I know we'll go and talk about tech and tech trends. And obviously, you know, much of that, you know, is all possible because of the infrastructure that is underlying, you know, much of much of, you know, what we could do with artificial intelligence and, you know, cloud transformations are all you know, on the back of infrastructure that supports it. Um, obviously, you've got infrastructure providers trying to increase their product portfolio by moving up into stack into software and applications. But uh, ultimately, you know, their their bread and butter is providing infrastructure and services to all of these, you know, a bunch, you know, array of clients across all sectors. They all need uh, connectivity and infrastructure to underpin their business. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, where where do you see sort of the the, the sector heading? Um, you know, it seems to be very fast paced at the moment. But where where do you sort of see it heading at the moment? Yeah, I mean, um, it's interesting because it, I think it, it can depend how you look at the market. And obviously, a lot of a lot of the um, you know the headlines are um, are around you know artificial intelligence. Um, you know, continuing cloud transformations, um, you know, security is stealing the headlines, you know, more and more often, um, you know, but the way you look at uh, those things can, can, you know, can be quite different. I mean, sometimes a small, the smallest organisations see technology in a very different way to some of the biggest organisations. And, and, and one of the things I've had to, you know, understand and working across many verticals and many size organizations is everyone you you know views technology in a in a slightly different way through a slightly different lens because you know technology to a, a FTSE 100 cut uh, organization is very different for for than for an organization of, of 10 people you know that you know you know um a small business you know could just be looking at advances in you know, in how they collaborate through telephony, in how they're using 
some of their software and applications, yet the, the biggest organizations are all talking about AI and, um, you know, ESG seems to be in a bit of the buzz uh, acronym at the moment, environmental, social and governance in a lot of the big organizations. So, Right, okay. That's, that's a new one. I haven't heard that one before. Yeah, that's brand new to me. Yeah, okay, yeah. So that, I, I was going to say, I've been speaking to quite a few sort of uh, medium to large businesses of late and that seems to be the new boardroom acronym okay. um you know uh, and what's that what's that sort of meaning is that um i mean i know data centers and stuff is is trying to get more friendly with the energy and stuff like that but what's it sort of meaning to them so uh, again i think it will mean different things to, to different companies but probably the biggest companies are trying to be you know, how, how is it more environmentally friendly? What can they do in their business processes, in their infrastructure, in, you know, how they use travel, you know, how they're, you know, carbon efficient, um, you know, how, you know, is governance supporting some of the, um, you know, business activities they're undertaking, you know. So clearly a, a, a sort of a large enterprise level that, you know, that is becoming really important. But that is not going to be as important for a small, to, you know, a small business. You know, they've got a completely different set of challenges. Um, you know, and some of the smallest businesses have, you know, have struggled in in more recent times because they're, you know, a they've got less people, but they're less reliant on technology generally because they've got, you know, smaller budgets to invest in in technology and how they underpin their business. You know. So again, you know, I mean, that's the interesting thing about technology. It affects businesses and consumers in different ways. And a lot of the trends and uh, that you see uh, are very much what you see in the headlines, you know. Um, but, uh, but, you know, always, you know, trying to stay on top of all of the technologies is quite a challenge. It's crazy because, um, I mean... Wanted, we've sort of got a number of uh, environmental friendly uh, positioning. So, you know, sort of like not not printing, you know, um, net zero policies and stuff like that. And we're trying to roll out schemes as well for people to use, you know, EV cars so they can attend work um, by not sort of trying to use a petrol car or something like that. Um, so it's, it seems like the the world is changing at a fast pace and it's even um, vitality rolled out something on a car insurance piece where if you drive outside of sort of peak times but you charge your car in green energy pieces you actually get you know more leafs which means more discount um, on the policy so it, it's funny you mention about sort of companies um starting to roll this out because i've, I've started to see it as a user of the app so obviously you guys are deploying it all and me as the end user looking at it, you start to see these things coming in. And I think the world is generally moving, um, you know, massively away from how it, how it used to operate. Um, and if you look at data centers now, you know, they're, they're far greener than they have ever, ever been. Um, and it seems customers are actually choosing uh, a greener data center over a non green data center, if that sort of makes sense. It seems that, you know, these sort of really old buildings are, are, are struggling these days now to sort of get supply. 
So it's crazy how the world is just consistently changing and how technology is changing. Yeah, I, I mean, I think um, I, I absolutely agree. I mean, I think uh, it's interesting, you know, especially trying to service small to medium enterprise, but the, the, the you know, the influence that the very big organisations have in terms of uh, driving tech demands, driving consumer uh, demands, you know, is, is is quite immense. You know, the likes of Alphabet that own Google, um, Meta that own Facebook, you know, Microsoft, uh, obviously, you know, people like Tesla, the, the, the influence they have um, over you know, the, the, the mass market is massive. And I think, you know, some of it is sort of consumer-driven demand and some of it is demand-driven by the services that they are providing. And they are driving, you know, a lot of this technology, which obviously is underpinning their growth and their revenue and margin, you know, year-on-year year increases, you know. And as consumers, we are, you know, we are told that we need to consume all of these services, you know, um so it's like everything you can look at everything in a slightly different lens but uh um yeah it, it, it's it, it's quite fascinating obviously what's going on much of which is driven by the big names and is the um sort of the shortage of anything um causing any issues um you know maybe to to, to people you've been speaking with I, I keep hearing um you know large orders of certain brands you know it's really hard to to get to the customer now just because of the the chip shortage but also shortage of everything now it seems that you know people want products more than they did two three years ago um and the sort of the supply um is sort of just 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 not there from the manufacturers how 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 do you see that sort of moving forward in the technology space to get cisco or you know, whatever kit that is needed. How do you sort of see that moving out? Has it affected you? Uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, we provide a lot of hardware, mobile hardware, and that's, uh, you know, in short supply. Um, you know, strangely, um, you can still get Apple devices direct, but, you know, sometimes we struggle getting them ourselves. But, uh, um, you know, across the board, I mean, I think hardware generally is... is, is obviously because of the component parts are coming from, you know, very, you know, Tip, you know, potentially Far East, but, you know, different parts of the world and they're, you know, then delivered. Um, but once you once you get a demand, you know, constraint, it becomes quite difficult to ever catch up in, in terms of, you know, demand increases. It's like the aid old adage, you know, when you, if you want something you can't get, you want it even more sort of thing. So, um, you know, so I, I think it probably will improve as we as we go into this year. Um, because I think we've we've had some of those challenges for, for some time now. And, you know, um, I, I think generally business finds a way of overcoming, you know, some of these hurdles that, uh, that, that we find ourselves in and find ways to navigate around it, possibly, you know, changing supply chain, um, changing new ways of, uh, of delivering, you know, products, you know, um, you know. So I think I'm hoping that uh, some of these uh, challenges will will improve into this year. Yeah, yeah. It has. I think it has to. I think you know everything is booming, and like you said, uh, consumers are you know consuming goods far quicker 
um, than ever before, and and, that, and they want it <laughs> right now. Um, and and there is no waiting. It's um, you know whenever we're talking to our clients, it's like yeah, we we wanted it yesterday. Um, but you know fundamentally, you know if they wanted it yesterday, they would have probably got it yesterday <laughs> themselves. Um, and that's the reason why yeah. we're speaking. <laughs> well, the interesting thing I think. Um... You know, consumer bright behaviour generally is driving a lot of this stuff. And if you, if I think, you know, in the last couple of years, you know, obviously the the success of people like Amazon because they can get it to you either same day or next day. Um, obviously, the success of people like Uber, uh, Uber, Deliveroo, etc., because of of consumer convenience. And I think that drives uh, a certain behaviour in society or consumers that. That you know they want things, um, you know, straight away. There's uh, and that and that translates into business as well, you know, um, you know. But uh, good, you know. I, I remember obviously, you know, a few years ago we were happy to wait, you know, six months for the next model or a month for uh, you know to get something you wanted. But uh, again, you know, uh, the big brands are driving that you know convenience factor and consumerization of all services that we provide yeah and it seems there's far more product launches than ever before um it seems things are coming quicker it wouldn't surprise me if sort of apple release you know two phones a year or three phones a year it seems like just everything is coming out far quicker now um so it's uh, it, it, it's good, you know. It's consistently evolving. Where where do you sort of see the the future of tech? I mean, you know, you talk about AI, as we know, that's uh, you know quite a big buzzword right now. Um, I don't think there's many companies actually really doing AI to its full ability yet. I think you know I haven't seen a a robot on the street yet um, that's meted or greeted me or a flying car that took me from one place to another. Um, but where do you sort of see, you know, maybe the next 12 months going in the technology space? Again, I, I think I look at these uh, in, a, in a couple of ways because obviously whilst we're not really consuming AI, the big companies are using AI to sell to us as consumers or business users. So it's the big companies using the technology uh, in order to sell us more services or more capability rather than actually selling us an AI service. You know, obviously, a few people, some consumers have, you know, VR headsets and, you know, that sort of stuff, you know, high-tech stuff. But, you know, in the main, it's enabling them to, to sell us more AI. Is They're using AI within, um, you know, uh, the internet to try and sell us more services and, you know, and provide us more services, you know. Yeah, because there's sort of ads now, isn't there, where you're clicking on something, then the adverts popping up straight away. Sometimes I'm often browsing for something, and then instantly it's on the right hand side, and then I get an email straight, you know, straight away from that sort of company from Google or something like that to say, "Hey, it's twenty percent <laughs> off" or something like it, that. It's quite so frightening. It's interesting when you think about it that obviously yeah. you know some of the. Uh, um, you know, it, it can be both a double-edged sword. Obviously, you know, great for convenience. Oh, yeah, I did need that. But uh, also when you step back, you think, blimey, the, the amount of information, you know, because ultimately data is driving a lot of this, you know. Um, you know, data is, 
you know, the, the consumption of data and uh, about what we do day and day, what our habits are, what our, you know, what we like to do is obviously driving a lot of the uh, demand in uh, services and ultimately, you know, how tech is driving all of this forward, you know. Um, you know, I see it as a consumer, again, like yourself. I mean, I try and look at it sometimes when we're trying to support smaller businesses, you know, in terms of how can they compete to some of these, you know, you know, huge organisations, um, you know, and I have seen, uh, you know, um, whilst the big ones are very dominant, you know, that, that there's still a lot of startups that seem to be doing well. Um, but, you know, the, the fundamental thing that underpins some of those startups is their ability to use technology. You know, I think, um, you know, um, some of the ones I was reading about, you know, I think the top nine startups are all in fintech and are using t technology to deliver, you know, uh, a better experience in financial services, ultimately for s consumers and businesses, you know. Um, so I think smaller businesses can do well, but they need to, you know, embrace technology and see how they can, you know, move uh, their business forward, you know, utilizing technology. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think it's all changed. Like if you look at startups um, these days is that, you know, that they'll happily invest significant sums into technology um, where maybe 10 years ago or even five years ago, um, the board probably wouldn't approve that or the co-founders or whatever they class themselves as. They'll be like, look, you know, you just need to get the uh, till ringing. You know, we need to get cash coming in for us to survive. But now it's almost like, okay, well, who can we partner with for laptops? Who can we partner with for managed services? Who can we, you know, who can we provide, provide for software? And then you get, you know, 10 different applications and it's all different. And how can we try and streamline the business and stuff like that? And it's interesting just how, you know, startups and, you know, I, I suppose really we're still a startup. And, um, you know, we, we, we're always thinking about, okay, how can we improve our technology stack? And it's interesting because we're a small business, right? But we're always thinking, you know, what products can we use to do a lot of our jobs? So you talk about AI and machine learning. We use a lot of AI for sourcing and um, it, it does a very, very good job, um, probably better than the human because it can work 24 seven um and it doesn't answer back but if it goes wrong you just get a code <laughs> yeah i mean obviously no nothing else <laughs> i mean i mean obviously you're in a you know whilst whilst you're in resourcing i think you've obviously always you know understood technology well and followed a lot of these companies and these startups and the growth of these big companies i mean I work with a number of organisations in, you know, in sectors that aren't as, uh, uh, you know, on top of some of the sort of tech trends or, you know, aren't as familiar with some of the technology that is around there. So, uh, you know, again, you know, technology can be different to different organisations. And, you know, um, I think as long as you can move um the you know you know ultimately technology is there to improve the efficiency you know possibly to you know uh, collaborate better for the organization 
to to use new tools or you know more efficient way of working. Um, you know, we're doing a lot of work in the mobile space because obviously we, we you know we're we're a provider of the free main networks and you know uh, the Internet of Things is another sort of buzz topic that's out there and and ultimately that's trying to just use you know mobile technology to improve what might have been a manual process otherwise you know so whether that be in manufacturing or um in travel or transport is utilizing technology to actually make things more efficient so i think in 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 all walks of businesses it's trying to think how can technology make make my life easier you know how can we sell more how can we improve the customer experience so yeah and it's interesting because the the mobile network operators clearly seem to be extremely busy at the moment you know if, if you look at it's always a press release about you know o2 or bt ee you know they're all combining with each other now um and it's it's quite a small you know there's probably just three now isn't there so you know where there was like seven eight nine ten but i'm also seeing um companies out there now that a sort of producing uh, a green SIM card. I don't know if you've come across companies like that, but they're sort of saying, you know, we are, you know, very much the only environmentally friendly telecommunication company, and um, they seem to be scaling fast. Do you think that's a? Do you think there's a market for for people like that out there? These sort of green. I mean, can it be green? <laughs> If, if, you, if you'd have asked me that two years ago, I maybe have said, you know, I wasn't sure, but I mean, uh, you know, <clears throat> you know, it, it seems that, you know, again, you know, supported by consumer demand of, of, of perception around being green. And again, like all these things, you know, that can mean different things to different people, you know, um, you know, someone that's just recycling versus someone that's, you know, um, you know, making their home any efficient, you know, again, it, it means different things for different people. But I can certainly see how they've probably jumped on the uh, consumer bandwagon to try and sort of, you know, embrace that trend in, in business and, and, you know, and general demand. And, you know, absolutely, I can see that being, uh, you know, something that would potentially be successful. Yeah, no, it's good. And Darren, obviously, a lot of people probably listening will be thinking, you know, you're you're a sales director. You're sort of, you know, at the top of your game in sales, really, from an organisation chart. So there'll probably be a lot of salespeople listening, maybe not um, just in the technology space, but in in other fields as well. And um, a lot of people have been asking me. So, you know, in terms of right now, um, you know, hiring people, trying to you know, sell to customers. Where, where do you see sort of um, that going in your in your world? So, you know, the way people actually transact and sell these days, because as we know, a lot of people work from home, um, you know, trying to get hold of people is far harder than it was two years ago. How, how do you sort of, um, what tips have you got for even more junior salespeople out there right now to to maybe get hold of people like yourself and other people where you know you can't ring a switchboard anymore or you can't you can't mail shot anymore because ai blocks it you know what what sort of tips have you got for people well, i mean 
I mean, there's there's no silver bullet, unfortunately. <laughs> but I mean, um, I mean, <clears throat> you know, con- consumers and businesses are much more educated these days. So you know, they're much better informed yeah. in terms of technology, in terms of research on, on providers. Um, a lot of people still go on, um, you know, referrals and trust. I mean. Um, you know, uh, you know, I, I see a lot of organisations I speak with that, um, you, know, you know, very much go on a recommendation. So uh, I think that sort of direct outreach is is becoming more and more difficult, as you say, because people are more difficult to get hold of. Um, you know, they're less likely to be in the office. Um, you know, used to be out peak. You know, catch people at certain times travelling at certain times of the day. I mean. Yeah, yeah, travel in morning, morning commute or events. Quite successful, and, yeah. you know, certain days of the week more successful. You know, that's all been thrown up in the air in recent times, you know. And I think that, you know, you know, really um, presenting your brand and your services via, you know, uh, you know, uh, referred business or uh, recommendation or, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, really good reviews. Obviously, a lot more people are, you know, doing sort of, you know, you know, uh, blogs and, um, you know, you know, video is obviously becoming more prevalent, you know, because people are consuming on their mobile devices and, you know, they'll, you know, so, you know, so, you know, I'm not sure I've answered the question there, but it's, you know, there is changing habits. Um, No, and I agree. It's, it's very changing. And I think you made an interesting couple of points there about, you know, people um people by people right you know it's quite simple and i think you know if you've got good recommendations um or the brand if you're starting out in your career the brand has got good recommendations that that member of the team can leverage off of um you know you still can't beat those inner traits from the person that ambition that desire to actually make things happen because it i think it can be really hard for you know, people starting out in any sector right now, um, because the the world has changed a lot. But you know, you can't um, sort of teach that inner yeah. drive. So I say to everybody, you know, it's, it's all about you know the individual. Yeah, absolutely, and, and we've also spoken quite a bit around technology. Um, but as you said, you know, you know, people, you know, um, still buy from people, as you say, and. You know, it doesn't matter what we buy or what we consume. You know, we all feel good if we feel like we've got a good service or someone's gone that little bit, you know, or a little bit extra or, you know, you know, um, you know, there's been, you know, you've met your commitment or you potentially got, you know, gone over and above, you know. So, you know, good old fashioned sort of uh, customer satisfaction, you know, can easily be achieved by some of the smallest things not necessarily all of the you know you know the you know it's not you know it's not always the, the one big thing it's often a, a combination of a lot of small things that can really make the difference yeah yeah and i totally agree and i think you know the the, se- the sector you know every single sector right now seems to be booming um and and the trends seem to be you know extremely good um and it'll be interesting to see you know what what the next sort of three four years um look like it'll probably be uh you know me as a robot <laughs> in four years doing a podcast opposed to me <laughs> me sitting there but just to wrap it up nicely i think uh to the end of 
a, a really good episode, I think. What sort of motivates you every day to get out of bed and, and go and do the type of role you do? Because it's a challenging role, probably the most challenging role out there. Yeah, I mean, um, it sounds a bit cliche, but my family, you know, it, you know, is a big motivator for me. Um, and obviously, I've got you know uh, three boys that are growing up in a in a completely different world than than I grew up. But uh, you know, uh, you know, you know giving them the opportunities no, that. that uh you know the best opportunities that we possibly can is a it is a big is a big driver but you know over and above that you know uh, i think we've touched on it a few times in my career the changes are immense in terms of the you know technology itself but as in the organizations the shape of them the mergers the acquisitions you know, um, it's difficult to keep on top of it a lot of the time. But you know, you you know, you're going to be, you know, you know, read something interesting today. Tomorrow is going to be the same. You know, within this environment, you know, that there's always something to learn. And having been in it for a long time, you know, there's still, you know, still a lot that changes on a regular basis, and I'm sure will do over the next few years. And that keeps it refreshing and challenging. Uh, you know, and I think we've been quite fortunate to live in, you know, in this sector, you know, over the last 10 years of all of these, you know, advancements in technology uh, have, 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 have been the mainstay of our sector. Yeah, and no, I, I agree. I, th I think it's, uh, you know, great. I think probably your, your kids and my kids will be uh, working on a software to uh, basically outsmart everybody. <laughs> that sounds about right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but Darren, it's been really good to have you on board and um, I'm sure lots of people will be reaching out off the back of this to you. Um, so, yeah, f thank you oh, so no, much. Thanks for, for having me, uh, Blaine, and uh, look forward to catching up with you again soon. No problem. Thanks, Darren. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye-bye.